Creation Philosophy back in your life, episode 118. Thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, special thank you to people who support me on Patreon. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Quick shout out to the people that have donated. We got Hayden Hurley, Jasper Gill, Tom Kravitz, Aaron Heron, Kong, and yep, that's it. So thank you guys for your donations. Very appreciate that. If you'd like to join, you can find me at patreon.com. That's slash pancreation. Pancreation spelled P-A-N-K-R-A-T-I-O-N. Okay, and yeah, special shout out to my homie on SoundCloud, Floating Forest, giving me the intro music. And yeah, with that shout out of the way, let's get started with our guest today. He's a local Seattle comedian and also host of the Flying Boots in Ravenna comedy open mic. Yeah, Stephen Boz. Hey, hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. No problem, man. Thank you for having me on. Having, well, having me on your mic multiple times. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, other shit. But, yeah, man, no, thanks for your time and thanks for, yeah, thanks for being here today. So, Steve, I guess let's talk about comedy. So, how did you, uh, I guess, so how did you uh, enter into comedy? Uh, yeah, I always kind of had an interest in comedy. Okay. I followed, like, a lot of comics. Okay. And I started checking out the open mic at laughs. Okay. As an audience member, I kind of just started going there and sitting in the audience for about six months. Okay. I guess, like, beforehand, so how did you hear about, I guess, like, open mics, or I guess, like, that laughs had one? Were you, were you just aware it was a club? Yeah, yeah, I think I just ended up walking by the place. Okay. Because I used to do, like, these long urban hikes, you know, and okay. do, like, five, ten miles a day, and okay. I can't, kept going across... Last open or last comedy yeah. club, and I noticed that they had an open mic on Wednesday, so I figured I'd check it out. Okay. Yeah, I just kept going, you know. Okay, so you went for about like six months or so, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I ended up taking a class there with uh, uh, Derek Sheen. Okay. And. Oh, yeah, Derek Sheen. Okay. Yeah, we did, he had us come up with uh, five five minutes and then we worked it for a couple weeks and then we did a show uh-huh. you know and you know those shows always go well yeah. you invite your, you invite yeah. your friends yeah people people that support you yeah yeah and then uh, yeah and then it's all downhill from there <laughs> great opening great closing yeah, man. okay it's just you know been brutal ever since yeah yeah so okay I guess, so why, why the, um, like, what, what about comedy, I guess, like, attracted you, like, to it, or, like, what about, like, the medium, yeah. Yeah, so, I took the class because I wanted to kind of get out of my shell, you know, I, I used okay. to do, uh, like, acting. Acting, back okay. in, in college. Back in college, okay. Yeah, and. Were you part of a club, or, like, a troupe, or whatever they call it? Yeah, actually, I was a part of, uh, a couple of different. Uh, theater companies in Chicago. This is all in Chicago. Okay. So is, is, and that's where you went to college? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Columbia College. Okay. And I was doing shows, and then I hooked up with this Filipino okay. comedy, or not comedy, but like theater company. Okay. It's called Pintig, which I guess means like Pulse. Pintig. Oh, Pintig. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, was that based in Chicago, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they were like this activist group of Filipinos from, yeah. from like University of Philippines. Okay. You know, a lot of them were from UP and from they UP, yeah. all came over here, man, to Chicago and they had, you know, this mission to make, uh, how do you say, to, uh, to shine a light on like the, the struggle of the Filipinos. Yes, yeah, so you know. to represent Filipinos. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's true, because like how often <laughs> are the struggles of Filipinos really like expressed yeah, in like mainstream media? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just as you know, spoken unbiased from two Filipinos. These people don't know. I know, man. You never hear about like like flips in in, uh, yeah. in, in, in mainstream media. Yeah, a little bit more so now. Um, I say, well, just like anything, you know. I feel like it's like now, now more so than ever. But like, uh, I'm more on like podcasts, you know. 
Not really on podcasts. I, I can't think of. Can you think of? I'm, 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 I'm kind of Filipino comedian. <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's not even like, like yeah. they're not even like, like a Filipinos as the like main podcast host. Yeah. They're more like, kind of like, like supporting characters. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like how far we've come, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Filipinos are starting to get like more recognition in podcasts yeah. as like kind of supporting roles, you know. So like, I'm a big fan of Bobby Lee. Yeah. You know, so he, his, his uh, girlfriend yeah. is a Filipina. Oh, it's Filipino, okay. And then, like, a producer is a Filipino dude. What, his producer of Tiger Bell is a yeah. Filipino dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. And then, like, uh, the Kalila, his girlfriend, yeah. has his uh, like cousin or something. Helping the, pro- the producer's cousin? Or uh, no, Kalila's cousin. Oh, oh Kalila's cousin. Yeah, and, and she's, like, helping out on the... On, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino's Bad Friends podcast. Oh, damn. So, just like Filipinos in the background. Yeah. As they always are. Yeah, yeah but this time they're actually like talking. That's true. And yeah, you can see them on camera. And, okay. you know, they're kind of like part of the story. Oh, man. Um, oh, man, I'm gunning for that number one Filipino podcast spot in that case. Yeah. I mean, how many Filipino podcasts are there? I don't know. Yeah, I, I know mine. Well, now you just mentioned, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I just turned this into Filipino philosophy. I guess it's like the, jo- the koi pond, you know. Oh, I guess there. Yeah, you just half. I guess, I got, yeah, that's half. I yeah. That's the thing, man. It's like all half. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Schneider's yeah. half. Yeah. Full, full blood Filipino. Yeah, Two full blood Filipinos in here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's kind of like the mission vision of like that Pinty group was to kind of like okay. br- bring more attention to Filipinos and, okay. and with, you know, basically like um, the, uh, the Filipino, Filipino-American diaspora. Okay. And so we did like these plays that basically just focus around um, the time that I was there. I was there like about like 13 years and we did stuff ranging from like the Spanish-American War yeah. to... Um, uh, identity and immigration mm-hmm. issues and like more modern day and then like a lot of uh, um, stuff about um, like that familial relationships yeah stuff like that so it was pretty cool it was like wicked heavy though in activism yeah. and, and it got to a point where it's like man can we do like some comedy <laughs> It's like, why do we gotta be so serious? Dude, yeah, man. Yeah. It's like, it's some grim shit. I mean, as far as like, you know, like, like for the, the, there's this one play we did called The Bells of Balangika, which was okay. about this island, the city called Balangika in Samar, in the southern, uh, the southern part of the Philippines. Yeah, the southern part of the archipelago. Yeah. Where, and apparently in like, uh, during the Spanish American War, um, the Americans, occupied that island yeah. and there was a, a, a rape that occurred and yeah. it, it pissed off a bunch of the, the locals yeah. and then they uh, ended up like slaughtering like a number of soldiers. Okay. And then as a result um, the entire island was raised Yeah. and all the inhabitants were killed. Um, all the inhabitants below like 10 years yeah. or above 10 years. Yeah, older than 10 were, years were old. killed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty... And then, and then so like the, the signal for the slaughter of the Americans was yeah. the ringing of the bells okay. in, the, in the church. And um, after they raised the entire island, the U.S took the bells and brought them back to the United States as war trophies. Of course. So yeah. That's kind of like the whole thing about the uh, the place. Because there was like this movement attempting to get the bells back. Yeah. You know, but... Oh, yes, I do actually yeah. recall that. But yeah. And it went nowhere. But, yeah, you know. For sure. Yeah. But, um... So that's the kind of stuff that we do. Okay. It's pretty heavy stuff. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. Alright, so, yeah, involved in acting, so now wanting to do something, like, not quite, like, not quite as heavy as, or as dramatic in terms of that. Okay, yeah. so I guess, so how was, like, so how was, I guess, like, first off, so, like, what about, like, did you, like, follow stand-up comedy, like, beforehand, or yeah. you familiar with it? Okay. Yeah, I was, I guess I started following uh, stand-up more when I, when I got here. I always listened to, like, Burr. Okay, yeah, for sure. And I, I'd always been a fan of like uh, 
you know, like, like Eddie Murphy, yeah. like, like I, I'm a kid of the 80s, Okay. so that was like my first exposure was yeah. like legit, like, like Eddie Murphy, Dice, yeah. Dice like Kenneth, yeah. you like, know, yeah. and then kind of got away from it for a while, um, and then I kind of like started rediscovering it when I like uh, moved to Seattle. Okay. You know. So I guess so how'd you end up from uh, I guess Chicago to Seattle? Yeah. yeah, I and like um so I, wanted, I was getting sick of Chicago, so I wanted to find a place that was both. Um, I I left that theater th that theater scene and I started uh, drumming. Okay. Because I was a drummer in high school. Okay. Had a band, so I started drumming again. I was involved in a couple of bands, and then I decided to uh, find a city that was big in music and like technology. I was doing desktop support. Okay. So it was kind of like, um, like either like 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 Nashville or like like Seattle. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of you know I decided to head out to Seattle because it yeah. seemed just a lot more like uh, liberal. Yeah. You know, I mean, because it's, it's interesting because like I come from Central Illinois, which is a pretty conservative. Yeah. You know, so I definitely wanted. I definitely like the vibe on the West Coast. For sure. A lot better. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I came out here. I threw my drum kit in the car, drove out here, and then started like gigging hardcore, man. Like I was in like three bands for like maybe like like ten years. Oh, for okay. Yeah. Okay. So I guess like how did um. And then yeah, yeah how did the comedy yeah. thing happen? Yeah. So I I I, um, I started uh, I, I got diabetes. Okay. I realized I had to start losing weight, so I started walking everywhere. Yeah. Also, your urban hikes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and also I was, I was pretty sedentary. I was like um, basically getting like big. Like lifestyle around. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I got this bit where I talk about how I was basically doing dabs. Okay. Like constantly in my basement. Okay. You know, and um, I ended up checking into uh voluntarily checking into like a recovery program okay for that and uh i ended up just uh using that to get out of the house and then using these walks to get out of the house and i dropped yeah. like 50 pounds yeah you know oh, no, yeah yeah you, you mentioned that yeah dropping 50 pounds i also don't smoke weed yeah that never gets an applause yeah because yeah. <laughs> everyone loves weed on yeah. Seattle, man. yeah exactly it's like i lost weight yeah yeah i also stopped smoking weed Boom! Yeah. <laughs> so you learned. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, um, I started developing like uh, some knee problems though, because we were doing this gig at the Pink Door. Okay. Where we like play a three-hour set like every Friday night, every week. Okay. You know, and so the repetition of my my right knee doing the kick drum. Yeah. As well as the repetitive stress, uh, repetitive motion of like walking like five to yeah. ten miles a day. Yeah. It started to tear my meniscus. Oh shit. Okay. So yeah. Um, it got to the point of where it just hurt to play. Oh damn. Drums. Yeah. And I ended up uh, getting knee surgery and basically stopped drumming. Damn. You know? And then it was like during the beginning of that that I really started going to the clubs. I, I guess I was kind of like looking for something else. Got it. And I was kind of drawn to comedy. Yeah. I see. It's almost like as you kind of saw like your drumming career or drumming like venture kind of like come to a close. You're like, oh, well, got to fill it up with like some something else creative. Yeah, like, dude. From there. Yeah. You know, I always thought that, man. You know, if I was gonna do anything else, it's like it's gonna be like either like like do singing or like comedy. Yeah. And it's like yeah. you know, and I feel like those things. Yeah. I mean, I can sing, but it's like I don't know, man. I just don't. I, I prefer the. The comedy thing because it's just you. Yeah. You're not. You don't need anything else. You don't need any other band members to like yeah. make decisions about shit. Yeah. You know you don't need to um, like depend on anyone else except yourself. Got it. Which and you don't you got to drag around like a fucking fifty pound hardware bag. Yeah. You know like like a bunch of fucking drum shells every fucking gig yeah, load out of your car from gig to gig, yeah. load into your car bro it, yeah. it was really just insanity yeah so I mean I prefer just to carry like a micro-round or even I invent like a notebook yeah you know so that was like a big big part of it too nice you know so I guess so how has um, so how, how has that shift I guess the comedy the 
How's that been going for you? Like, you have you been enjoying it? You know, I mean, I really started to do comedy. Um, so when I was doing Derek Sheen's comedy class, you know, yeah. we got up on stage and he asked us, "So why are you here? Why do you want to do comedy?" Yeah. And and, and I'm like, well, you know, I, I just want to kind of get out of my sh shell, you know, yeah. and like, be more social and be more expressive. And yeah. I find that comedy. It is the highest form of art because when I, when I compare it against like drumming, right? Drum, drummers, you're sitting behind a drum kit in the back of the stage, and your drum kit's behind like a guitarist, a bass player, you know, and like a keyboardist, mm -hmm. and that's behind like a lead singer, you know, or a violinist and a trumpeter. So it's like you're the third row back. It's like the most, the safest part of of uh, aspect of perform you can do, uh -huh. you know. It's like a drummer, after you get to a certain point, you can just sit down and play anything, basically. Just as long as you're on time. Okay. You know? You can even interpret, like, kind of like, predict changes in a song. So, it's, it's incredibly safe. Whereas with comedy, you gotta show up ready with yeah. your shit. Yeah. You know, and I'm still learning that, dude. I'm still learning that. I'm trying to figure out, man, how can I just show up to this shit unprepared? Yeah. You know, just like talk shit and people will fucking laugh. Yeah. You know, some people can do that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I'm working on it, yeah. but you know, it's uh, so it, it, it uh, it's it's one of those things where you know you got to do it every night. You know, and you got to kind of like like the more you do it, the the better it'll get. And then the more homework you do, the better it'll get. You know, right now, like I, honestly, I'm not really doing either. Okay. You know. Yeah. So. Not as much opportunity, for at least for like the going up every night. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, you know, and then like the writing thing—it's a discipline. So I don't know. I'm kind of finding that either I have to start forcing myself to book shows, so I have to, I'll have to prepare for them. Actually, prepare. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or I'm gonna like head more into producing because I did the producing thing too. Okay. You know. So. Um, like, yeah, because that, that Ravenna open mic's been pretty good. Yes. I mean. For sure. You know, at least as far as, like, helping, like, other comics out. I like, I like how, uh, uh, it, it's giving back to the community in the sense that it's giving people time to do stuff. And, <clears throat> like, attendance has been kind of waning lately, which I've been trying to use as an opportunity to give these comics that do show up, like, more time. Yeah. To work on longer, longer sets. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I just appreciate like pretty much any time, like <laughs> any any stage time is like is so, is so vital. It's like to like to any to any comedy, like or to any you know any comedian trying to do any. It's like without without an audience or like a, a stage, like how else can you can you work on it? Because as opposed to some of like music, you can work on drumming like by yourself. But I mean, you can't. I mean, you can like try and talk to yourself in comedy, but that's not that. That's not how the art form is performed. Yeah. From there. Yeah, you definitely need like like that live feedback to yeah to improve your your craft in comedy. Whereas with music, it's kind of like the, yeah, it's totally different because it's like when we were playing in bands, we were engaging the audience for feedback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was mostly like yeah, that felt pretty good. Yeah. You know. But then, I don't know, maybe it's the bands I was in well, as well, you know, because a lot of, you know, I think it, it really depends upon um, what, what your roadmap is for the band, you know, who's leading it, if they have a strong vision, and how, how much they're willing to, like, how much everyone's kind of like willing to sacrifice and put towards it, you know, because I was just showing up, you yeah. know, and like, uh, no, you know, the the guys the guys who were running the thing weren't really asking me to do any like promotions and stuff like that but I wasn't volunteering either yeah so just tap dancing on the ceiling oh, yeah <laughs> um okay so have you um is there have you like consumed or like watched any comedy like recently that that sucks that sticks out of memory I know that recently we discovered the Andrew Schultz. Oh, Andrew Schultz, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, what do you, what's he call it? Uh, Whatever his show, I forget what he yeah, called it. Yeah, it's like the, yeah. like, flavor 
part two or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good, man. They got like this uh, Akash guy on there. It's kind of almost like the topic they talk about. You know, they're uh, they're talking about. I was just listening to them. They were talking about like how Michael Jordan, you know, never really got political. You know, because he never wanted to be perceived as like a as a political guy. He always just kind of wanted to be that dude that 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 played ball for sure and made money. Yeah, Um, that that just reminds me of. uh, Did you see that that Jordan documentary or the the Last Dance? No, I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. Oh wait, wait, yeah, growing up in Chicago. I was. I grew up during that during the nineties in Chicago, man. You know, I remember those championships. Yeah. And it's funny, man, it was like 93, I remember, like, I was working at this place, um, at, uh, like, off near the lake. Yeah. And I lived in, uh, like, just the near north side. I lived in a part of town where you kind of had to, like, walk through the the shopping district, the, like, really expensive, they call it the Miracle Mile. Okay. You know? And so, like, the Bulls had just won. Yeah. Right. And like we were watching it at work. I was working with this like this like uh, this BattleTech video game place. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 And after, like, we got done partying, I was just, like, walking back home, and I had to walk through this place they called Miracle Mile. It's a very expensive, like, shopping district. You know, yeah. they got, like, Macy's and Bloomingdale's and all these, like, jewelry stores and shit, you know? And I was, like, just walking down the street, and then everything seemed, everything seemed normal until I, like, like, this one dude, like, just busted out this window with, like, a fucking garbage can. And I'm, like, what the fuck? And then I keep walking, and it was, like, people are just, like, and then looting yeah, all these fucking stores, wow. man. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, this is kind of dangerous, man. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, don't really feel safe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, no one fucked with me, and everyone was just all about just getting, getting, you know, looting and shit. Okay. You know, no one's going to be fucking with, like, a Filipino dude walking down the sure. street. I mean, because there were no cops around, man. Like, yeah. I lived, I lived in a place called the Gold Coast, which was like a, like a, it's like where all the, the 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 bars are for like the yuppies and okay. stuff, you know. Okay. And even there, like people were like people were looting and shit. Like they like tossed a cop car. Oh fuck. On Division and like State Street, man, it was yeah. crazy. It's always funny how like, oh yeah, we won a championship. Time to wreck the town. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chicago is like that, though, right? I okay. mean, it's like they, they, you know, I don't know. I just you know this last round they were I'm sure they may were like looting the shit too you know yeah so that's George Floyd thing yeah so yeah I, yeah. I did like I was there for all those like bull champ bulls championships okay you know but I never saw the documentary man never saw you know yeah like um I don't know maybe because I kind of felt like I've already like yeah, been there yeah you know L- lived it yeah. yeah okay I guess like uh, on the notion like. Other than, you know, when the Bulls, like, uh, were winning championships, did you feel, because, you know, when people think Chicago now, they think about, yeah, all, all the, you know, gun deaths and crime and gangs. So, like, it's like growing up, was, was it was it the same way in, like, the 80s and 90s? Dude. Like, yeah. Man, there was, like, some shit that would go down, like, at random times, at random you know? Time, yeah. Like, I was on Ashland and, like, uh, like, Belmont? Anyway, it was like in this, it was closer to the west side of the city. Yeah. And I was I was just like 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 just like walking down the street, and then like there was these two really nice looking like vintage cars, you know, like from like the they looked like lowriders. Lowriders. You okay. know. Yeah. But they looked really nice. But then it's like one pulls up to like a, a, a stoplight and is behind a couple cars. And then this other car rams it in the back. Shit. And then the car, like, like busts off and, like, kind of turns into the gas station it's next to. And then, like, goes, circles around through the light back to the other side. And then, like, the other car just, like, starts chasing them. And it, it was just, like, like crazy gang shit. Yeah. It just kind of happens at random there. I mean, usually it just happens in the hood, in the neighborhoods. Yeah. But it's kind of like... Um, the thing about Chicago is it's like so segregated. Okay. Like like 
like maybe two blocks, it'll be like Koreans, right? And then the next block, it'll be like like Puerto Rican. Yeah. And then the next block, it'll be like black. Yeah. You know, or like next couple blocks, but it's like incredibly like segregated like that. Yeah. So stuff like that, it, at least when I was there, that this was like 16 years ago, but um. Like, it's, like, really diverse, but it's kind of, like, the most segregated city uh, as far as neighborhoods. So, like, a lot of different, um, like, you'll have, like, a yuppie neighborhood, and then you'll have, like, a Latino neighborhood, and then you'll have Vatos just showing out, like, in a Latino neighborhood. And then it's, like, you know, if you, like, went and parked at, uh, in the, the, the yuppie neighborhood, you know, and then you went to like this nice restaurant, yeah, a couple blocks over. You gotta kind of walk through like the bottom neighborhood, and if yeah. you're on the border of the bottom neighborhood, like some dude will be sitting on your car, yeah. you know. And then so one day I was like, you know, getting out of a restaurant with my girl, and then like some two dudes were just chilling on my car. Oh shit! I'm like, yeah. like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, gotta get up, you know. And like they didn't say anything, and they were just kind of like you know, looking at me, and you know, nothing happened, but it's kind of like. I don't know, man. It was, it was like crazy, like, like, um, I don't know what the fuck can go down kind of shit happens. Got it. A lot. Yeah. At least when I was there. Almost 20 years ago. Mm. Uh, yeah, Chicago's cool, man. Have you ever been there? No, I've never been to Chicago. Um, I think I have, I have some family, I mean, being Filipino, you get from, from a big family. But yeah, I definitely... I'd, I'd like to visit. I pretty much well. I have. I've been there, but like you know, like layaway or yeah. no, not not lay lay layover. Layover. <laughs> layaway. <laughs> yeah. Lay, layover. <laughs> the scarf. Shit. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Just yeah. Just lay like at the airport. But yeah. No. Not oh, Arizona. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Actually, a good friend of mine is now. He's a he's he's a doctor, but he's doing his like residency at. Where? Loyola Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's Evanston, man. That's like up north. That's up north. Yeah, okay. yeah. And yeah. But even like, see, even like, so Evanston's cool, but then it's like just south of Evanston, you got like Rogers Park. Okay. Which is kind of fucked up. Which is, yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of, that's the thing, it's kind of like patchy. Yeah. Like everywhere. No, I guess, yeah, because like, don't you. I, also, I, I I lived in LA for about a year. And oh, where'd you live in LA? I lived in Koreatown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I lived yeah. in Hollywood. I lived in Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, it's, it's but it's like, yeah, but, but you, you know, it is, well, at least that's how, well, from what you're saying, it, it's kind of similar way how it's like, oh yeah, it's all Latinos, and then, oh, now it's like, now it's a yuppie place. Yeah. Like, yeah. From, from here, it's like, oh, it's hood, 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 and oh, there's a school. Or yeah. there, there's a... You know, like where the USC is, it's like right around. It's like <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what happened? Yeah, that's kind of what USC is. That like uh, is that near downtown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That place is fucked up. Exactly. Downtown. I, I, I always, uh, which is funny because I see it. You see, like college football or something, and then it's like, oh yeah, where's that campus? I'm like, oh shit. It's yeah. Like a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> like five million homeless yeah, 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 for sure. And it's interesting though how big cities are like that. But um, also growing up in, uh, growing up in Manila. You, you, you lived in Manila? Yeah, yeah, I lived in Manila for about you know first couple like ten years. Wow, man. Yeah. Okay, I had no idea. I thought yeah. you were born here. Yeah, no, I lived well, pretty much like you know grew up like my teens here. But um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's different. Well, just like the the culture is sure. really different for sure. Going in, especially just going into like where. It was. It's odd when all of a sudden, like you're you're a minority, in that sense. I guess like for me as a kid, I was like, oh yeah, Filipinos are everywhere, and now right. I'm like, shit, I'm in Seattle, where it's like, I mean, there are Filipinos, but it's like, man, a lot of white people. <laughs> that trips me out, dude, yeah. because like I've yeah. never been in a place yeah. where it's all Filipinos. That made yeah. me kind of feel weird. Bro. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I went to like like uh, San Francisco one time. Okay, there was all these Filipinos, all these flips there, man, yeah. and I was like. Man, <laughs> kind of, I, I, I kind of like take a moment to adjust. To adjust, yeah, because you know? you're so used to like not being, or well, to to not being. Uh, yeah, man, I grew up in like central Illinois. Yeah, you know, farming. But I'm like, I don't think there's a lot of Filipinos there. Yeah, yeah. there was in the next town over. Yeah. yeah, like three of them. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, 
it, 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 it's, a, it's a trip to hear that perspective, you yeah. know? But, yeah, that's why I kind of like, I, I like, I kind of like the idea of maybe, uh, like, like, checking out San Francisco, just because it's, like, got this huge, like, daily city. Yeah. You know, this huge, like, Filipino city there, man. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I'd like to check it out and see if you like to chill there. But, like, that city's just so fucking expensive. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, like, pretty much... Most people just get priced out. Yeah. Because of because of the cost. I mean, hell, we're living in currently living in Seattle right now, yeah, which, which seems to be going kind of go through the same same shit. But um, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's it's interesting thing talking right back to the Filipino struggle. But um, yeah. So were you involved in anything like that? Like uh, like like when you came here, did you get involved in any like Filipino groups? Or? Yeah, like my parents, like well. My, my mother's side is like very religious. Sure. So, Catholic, right? Yeah, Catholic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As, like what else? Yeah. As, what, what else? It's like you're, you're either Catholic or you're a heretic. Yeah. Right? That's, what, that, that's what you are. But um, yeah, so I was involved. Yeah, and then, you know, Filipinos just said, like, you just flock, kind of flock together. But I was involved in like uh, a youth group, like, okay. like a Filipino youth group. Yeah, like, uh, like high school. So, what would you guys do? Like tinickling and you know, like the dances or like no, a, it was cultural. No, nah, it was it was mainly it was mainly due to like, uh, you know, like church and like prayer. Oh, and and, and stuff, okay. like stuff like that. And so it's it was like uh, wow. yeah, serious. Yeah, no, it was serious about God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, I'm, I'm, I'm about here. But yeah, yeah, my mom's like hardcore. God. Hardcore guy, yeah. No, my my, my mom too. It's like it's, it's it's just funny how, yeah, they're like just tailgaters for God. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> that would be fun. Be yeah. So if you had a barbecue going like right before church, yeah. you know, I'd probably show up more. Yeah. You know, I don't know for sure, but it's like, yeah, it's it's always funny to me how like hardcore. I guess my family, well, I guess, like, you know, just learning more about history and shit like that. I was like, damn, this religion was kind of forced down our throats by the Spaniards. Yeah. And now we're, like, so deep. If anything, it's always, like, weird to me how all the, you know, colonial, like, powers end up, you know, shoving their religion down. And now we're almost, like, more fervently, like, involved in the religion than, like, the European powers. Yeah. In that kind of sense, you know? For sure. I mean, what was the prevalent religion prior to that in the Philippines? It was like, uh... I don't think you had, like... I think it was like, like, um... I, I, I know that there was, like, Islam uh, yeah, had some influence on the South. Yeah, Islam mainly influenced the South because of, like, Arabic traders yeah. would, like, yeah. find it, but, like... Really, I think no, I think we were, <laughs> we're like Native Americans. I was like, yeah, I think it was like more of like a yeah, yeah like, like, like shamanism yeah. or whatever, like from, 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 from there. But yeah, but it's interesting because you know that kind of culture, with like colonialism, like all oh, that all gets shut 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 down like from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like uh, even like you know like language wise, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah, man. So much of the language is like Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. Even like you know, there's like Filipino characters that don't. That pretty much like a half dead language, you know. From the, like you know. Like yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like That's the uh, yeah. traditional. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The I forget. I forget. The, I forget the words, but I definitely have some some of it on on, on my tattooed on me. But it's like it's interesting because there's no like there's no like direct translations. In terms, mm. in terms of like English, like from there, well, yeah, Def yeah, it's definitely an, an interesting thing. Yeah, something, bro. Yeah, it's just like people, people just wandering, just wandering, wandering in, <laughs> like, like, look at this fucking thing. Things gonna start rolling on the wagon. Yeah, man, for sure. We'll uh, eventually have all, all these fucking mysteries. So how do you train, bro? Every day, right. I mean, the the gym is in my actual house, so it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta use that stuff, man. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that that's the way I look at it. So, just you know, regular. When the when the gym shut down, I'm like, oh cool, I just, just work out at my house. So, so like a bunch of like uh, fighters come over and just yep. roll. Yep. Okay. Social distancing in case anyone's like we're, we just here yeah. we're doing solo drills. I heard that you know you gotta create a yeah. bubble to do yeah. that now, you know? But you know like, in any commercial gym I hear, like, or, like, 
yeah, like people got they they wear masks while while while, while they train. I was like, huh. what? You're already like in the vicinity, so it doesn't quite yeah. doesn't quite make sense to me. But um, unless it's like yeah, a big you know, I, I I could only see the only possible way of being fully protected is if you're wearing just like a like a like a wetsuit and gloves and like a fucking like yeah but even even in a wetsuit like, mask. even in a wetsuit yeah. like the other person somebody can contact with you yeah yeah and yeah. then you, unless you're I feel like the only way you need like you need like a giant hamster ball and like two and then you try to collide <laughs> like from there I feel, I feel like that's pretty much the, the, the only way that's what I hear that they're doing with the NBA is that they're, they're all at Disney World right yeah yeah because it's supposed to be because they're all going to be in Orlando and it's Especially just doing the playoffs, I think. Right, it's but like no one leaves, not even yeah. like the wait staff, the coach, yeah. everyone's just yeah. there, everyone's, yeah. you know, in this yeah. little bubble. Yeah. And I heard that that's... They don't, they don't want to, yeah, because they don't want to get like outside contamination and shit. Right. Like from there, yeah. Right, and I heard, I heard that they're doing this, like Actors Equity, right, the, the union for uh, like actors, stage okay. actors. Okay. They uh, got approval to do this play. Okay somewhere in like New York or something, but the way they're approaching it is like they're basically going to be sequestered inside their own little bubble, Okay. you know, for the duration of the play. Yeah. And that's the only way they can, they're really able to do it is if like a completely, that entire group's completely isolated. Okay. You know, so, yeah man, shit is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how, how it shifted, especially, you know, in terms of like audience base. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With like, if it's sports, it's like you can still you can still have it, but it's when it's something like like a play that's you know meant to be consumed. It's kind of that must feel kind of odd, mm. like from there. Like just, or um, I don't know. It's 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 interesting how how things have shifted from there. But it's to a point. It's kind of interesting, like watching like you know watching MMA, watching like the UFC because they had a bunch of shows where there's like you know no crowd yeah. in the audience and that's that, that was an interesting experience because it just reminded me of like a local show where there's like barely anybody huh. yeah, like from from there and then you can actually you know hear the sounds of like yeah. the, the, the crunching and, and you know yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of it was interesting you know because you really um, you, get, you get so much more I guess out of the fight itself yeah you know, but then it's like nothing else is really happening. For sure. Already, you yeah. Know? yeah. Just like exactly. But then you also, yeah, you miss like that kind of crowd energy. Of yeah. Like the crowd noise, you know, from from there. Like, you know, if you watch like a game, like, I don't know, like a game or like a like, football game, right? When something, when a pivotal moment happens, you just, you, even on like TV, like you get that sense of like, damn, like you see like the energy of the crowd yeah. that, that, that brings there. Yeah, and there's a player's feed off of that too, just like yeah. in a like a comic or yeah. a stage play or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you feed off you feed off the audience interaction, like from there, because that that energy is getting transferred onto you. So let me ask you: so when yeah. from you and your, your your group of friends and yeah. people you've interacted with, when do you think this shit's gonna be done? Do you think that like I, there's gonna be another I, I, wave? I I yeah, I've heard, I think there's gonna be another wave mm -hmm. for sure. Like I definitely see it shut down. Honestly, I'd, I'd say um, I've always um, thought like, oh, it's gonna last a lot longer than people thought it was. I was gonna be like, oh, probably end of year. But now, as I see like how the cases keep going, it could be like over a year. Yeah. It could be like next year. Yeah. Into, until this ends, yeah. if not longer. Mm -hmm. And also just understanding too that it's um it's it's pretty much like. A, a coronavirus is essentially like very related to like what the cold what the common cold is mm. and there's still no you know there's still no <laughs> like cure or vaccine for that for the, so so it's going to be like a very difficult yeah. in terms of like containing that's a good point I yeah think. that's kind of scary actually it's yeah no it's kind of weird trying to find a vaccine for the common cold trying to yeah the like wow. people we've been trying yeah we've been <laughs> trying for over a hundred years to find to find that yeah. so if anything i feel it will just turn towards like a kind of herd immunity kind of thing yeah. into like you know people get the common cold some people still die from the common cold yeah but not like to like a pandemic kind of level right 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 like right. from 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 there so i but i think that that process is going to be a long it's a long 
Yeah. So I think yeah. it's going to be a, a shift. It, it, yeah, it'll shift down and taper off into like, okay, like 100 people die this month yeah. from COVID, you yeah. know. But, you know, like it hasn't really spiked for the last six months, yeah. you know. And then that six months will turn into like two years, and you know. But then people will still be dying from COVID, you know, yeah. if you have pre-existing conditions. Yeah, pre so just like another thing you have to worry about when you get older. Yeah, for you know, sure. Like yes. Yeah, so I guess on that point, like, yeah, are you like particularly worried because of like diabetes, or like, yeah. 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 I a pre-existing condition. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to mention it because my 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 uh, uncle No No. Yeah. He was like 86. Yeah. He caught that shit. Yeah. And he like toughed it out. And he like yeah. and like got through it, yeah. you know, and then like, um, but that's like my dad's side of the family, the Boz side yeah. of the family, the you know. They're yeah. kind of like, like my dad, he like he just, it's, they're all kind of known about just being hard and tough, you yeah. know. And he talks about how like my dad talks about like he's a physician and he talks about how like he used to catheterize himself, yeah, and shit, and like yeah. how like my, you know, like my my grandpa would like. Uh, like like leave them out in the fish pond at the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, yeah. No. The, the, there's just kind of um. It's all, it's, all, it's it's just that third world masculinity. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah exactly. That, that just yeah you gotta be macho. Yeah. You gotta you know? take the pain. Yeah. Yeah. Know? It's like get it out. No no one else is gonna do it for you. But damn. But. I mean, happy to hear that your your uncle ended up. Thank you, man. Yeah, I just yeah. heard about that today. Oh, before wow. Before I got here, actually. That, that's good. Yeah. That's good. News. I mean, because they started a Patreon for him, and he got like a yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah. Do you know that was gonna be fucking gone? Oh uh, shit. He made it. He made it through, dude. Yeah, that's good. I know. Yeah, I know. It's been. I was just talking to like my my parents yesterday, and apparently. Um, it's like real bad in like certain parts of the Philippines, like Cebu or something. Really? Like something really? Like that. Cebu? Yeah. And okay. I, and I thought, huh, interesting. Yeah. Because like, like yeah, in the, yeah, I was like, huh. And then, um, but then also she says like, yeah, well, it's hard to know how bad it is because with the government there, who knows like what, what, what they're right. recording. But, um. Who do you think of that guy, man? Like Dorothy? I think. You ain't gotta tell me. No, no, I can, no, I'll let you know. I think. It's like, it always sounds bad. Well, it's, it's, it seems like a cop-out when you say lesser evil. Mm -hmm. But just like, well, being from Manila, like myself, and just understanding like, like how the dynamics are, is that there are a bunch of war, I mean, drug kingpins, warlords. It's just, that's just kind of how it goes. You know, especially in a, in, a, in a government that can be easily corruptible. So, uh, is it like the best, or is it like in terms of like human, you know, uh, what's it called, human rights? Yeah. Maybe not. But if anything, it's it's almost like you need you need like a warlord to fight the other warlords, yeah. and, and that kind. Of, that, that's the way I, yeah. I, I look at it. And yeah, it's. Um, I'm the same way, dude. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, because I keep them from like the south. Yeah. Right. And then not just he came from. Oh, I forget the Fucking name. Davao. Yeah, Davao. Yeah, that's like Dude, that's that, the roughest that part is, of the mother. That is yeah. Oh, already yeah. It's like a rough part of already a pretty rough country. Yeah. Like from from there. Yeah. And then he literally like you know cl cleaned the streets. Yeah. Like from I mean cleaned the. It's like an action movie. Yeah. And, he, and, and the thing is like his policies was so harsh. Like, yeah. It's just on the message that he ain't fucking around. Yeah. You know, I, I get it that, like, CNN and all these, like, other, like, news outlets. It's, it's so easy for, them. like, outside views. Yeah. That, you know, that, you know, to, like, say that for, like, like death squads. Yeah, shit, death squads. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. It's, and I'm not saying, like, oh, man, it's good to have people get shot in the street. Like, no. But, to be fair, that shit was happening before that. Yeah. Just by, like... I mean, just take you know your you know your Chicago example, and that's like that shit would just happen, like in the and with not even really gang affiliation, just like crime. I mean, also gangs, also too in the Philippines, but like, yeah, that's that's like, that's like more prevalent than like. I mean, it's hard for anyone really in the U.S. to like to just understand like how it goes, especially when it comes to like cities like cities like Manila or cities like you know Mexico City, pretty much like any the. Like, 
the U.S., like pretty much the U.S. and, you know, Canada, European, like you're kind of in, or Western Europe for sure, it's kind of in a bubble in terms of like how safe the cities are. Like in other, in other, no matter how developed they are, like some, like other cities, it's like, man, there's such a huge criminal element, yeah. you know, that, that is like, that's hard to take care of. Yeah, I'm sure like a lot of, you know, like, like city leaders can appreciate that, that yeah. uh, perspective, you know, like, uh, um, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, like, uh, maybe a mayor of Chicago can understand how they would, like, you know, understand that, yeah, if you did, like, death squads and shit, that would definitely, like, you know, keep people in place, Yeah. you know. I mean, when you the term uh, death squads, I think, comes up when you say that you have, like, a zero-tolerance policy yeah. towards, like, drugs, yeah. and then, yeah. and I think that, you know, in that sort of system, there's absolutely going to be, like, a instances where there's abuse and there's like questionable uh, applications. For sure. You know? it's, it's just what happens when something's so harsh, yeah. like, like, like you're saying, when it's like, <laughs> when it's like, no, <laughs> zero tolerance. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. And then you got this, that kid that's on the street that uh, got caught pushing, you know, zero tolerance. Yeah. He's dead. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Like, oh, shit, oh, that, man. that sucks. I know. Seriously, dude. I know exactly. Yeah. Like, not not that we're advocating that shit, but it's like, damn, that like that kid could could get shot, you know, too, by like yeah. by by any by anybody, yeah. really. So that's yeah, it's an interesting perspective. Yeah, it's like the way I see it is like it's easy to say, you know, to like you know chastise him. Like, Am I think? Do I think he's a great person? No, you're not great, but I appreciate like the work that's happening, you know, mm -hmm. to try and. Dude, because you know, like, fuck, I don't have a better idea <laughs> to, yeah. to clean to clean that shit up. It's like maybe the people complaining, do they have a better idea? You know, to to clean up the streets of the Philippines. I was like, well, I mean, have at it, like, run. Yeah, and it's like, when the fuck did anyone care about the Philippines before that? Anyway? Exactly right. You can you even name? Can you even name like any Seriously. like a, a, any any city? Or it's like, oh, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I feel it's just so. Um, it's just a bunch of social justice warriors yeah. in that kind of sense where it's like, man, we feel good because we're we're spreading the message of those of, of those in impoverished countries. You Do know, you feel that that whole like woke um, movement is a manifestation in the United States? No, I think it's a manifestation in just like New Age culture, but I mean mainly coming from you know United States, mm -hmm. or it's like I think it's just coming from mainly. Uh, affluent nations where the citizens are too bored to, or don't have real problems and then that's why they need to find something right. to fight for right. you know what I mean like because no one from Mexico no no one from like Mexico is like worried about <laughs> the, the trials and tribulations of like man we got our own problems we gotta worry about no one from like the streets of like Rio de Janeiro in Brazil cares about like the trials and tribulations of like a UN that's yeah. the because they're too focused like your dad wasn't worried about oh man people starving in Africa. It's like right. no, he's he's in the middle of the fish pond. We're fucking starving. Yeah. We're fucking yeah. yeah. It's like like oh yeah, kids are starving. Yeah, My, I'm starving. Yeah, yeah, that shit. It's like yeah, when you have real issues, you don't have time to worry about this, you know other other shit in that kind of sense. So that's pretty much that, that's how I look at what first world problems. Exactly. I think world culture is just the biggest first world problem that's, that's yeah. happening it's like damn yeah. like from there and yeah. it's like uh, yeah it's it's when you give a fuck like how many people like follow you on Facebook or like you know like what kind of decisions people think yeah. about you you know in social media yeah exactly because you know? everyone's looking for those uh, everyone's looking for those popularity points yeah. you know it's like it's like getting that yeah. it's like it's like oh man I can um I can quantify how good I am because of I put this post and I get all these likes and it's like yeah I'm making a difference you know from there when it's like yeah whatever like what are you really doing you know uh, that, that's really how I see like well a bunch of social media in general right it's like a it's like a bunch of posturing and a bunch of uh, really just like trying to trying to pretty much portray or show an image that's not real you know, it's like it's what you want people. You it's and it's also a lot of people trying to portray what they want to be or what they think people should want to be. 
like from yeah. there. That, that's why I look at it. But then, I mean, there is power in that as well because, yeah. like, you know. I'm not saying it's all bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what I mean is, like, you know, yeah. like the woke movement has power in yeah. social media and that they can impact uh, the bottom line of a company. Yeah. Like, if, like, CBS. If Jimmy Fallon, you know, says he did blackface, yeah. you know, like that's going to impact the viewing of uh, the, you know, his show, which yeah. in turn is going to generate less revenue. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. So it's kind of like... the bottom line, it does make change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at, on a first world level, you know, yeah. because like really it's like those are like, you know, like the amount of money they're going to lose, I don't think it's really that significant, man, you know. No. If Jimmy Fallon like stops doing the... Tonight Show or yeah. the fuck, you know? Yeah, right. Get something else in there. Or if he does, like, and they would say, like, who fucking cares if he did blackface? Yeah. You know? I like, feel like if, if, if he would said, you know, that was like, like 10 years ago, fuck you. Yeah. You know? What do you think would have happened where they just, like, a bunch of people just stopped watching it, right? Yeah. You know? And then, like, viewership would decline and then they'd lose, like, ad revenue. Yeah. You know? I think, I think too, is like, okay, what, what was the intention? as well like your intention like hey, what, why is the this guy face. doing blackface yeah. you know from there it's like not that I mean not that we can do blackface like in this sense but it's like I mean not, 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 yeah I mean I would yeah. like I, I think blackface is pretty much just ignorance of like yeah. a certain culture yeah. trying to be funny but they have no idea how much it really yeah, hurts how, how, how much yeah how, how much just do that shit it's like doing the fucking the, the buck tooth Asian thing yeah or you know or for like, sure like they're all the same, like like uh, like white yeah. Uh, stereotypes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or a bunch of you know, or how how they would like dub you know kung fu or like Asian yeah. movies yeah. with like you know stereotypical accents. You know, and that becomes a meme itself, and yeah. like a joke, you know, like kung pao, right? Yeah. Was, like, you know, people love that shit, but exactly. you know, it's a parody of like of of what was, like from 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 there. But I think I don't know. I, I think. In terms of, like, you know, Jimmy Fallon, like, blackface, it's like, I don't know, maybe he is a racist, I don't know, I personally don't know Jimmy Fallon, but maybe, maybe he hates black people, I don't know, but it's like, was his intention, like, when he had blackface, was it to hurt, you know, mm -hmm. or was it to, like, I, I don't know, spread the white power? I'm gonna guess maybe not, yeah. but it's like, maybe, 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 I always knew it, yeah. I always knew it. But um, yeah, does, does that necessarily make it okay? It's like, nah, I don't think so. I don't think you should be allowed, you know, to uh, pretty much, yeah, to pretty much um, what was demean like a, an entire cultural group like that, like from there. But it's yeah, no, intentional or not, yeah. And you notice how like like um, it's interesting like the the packing order of the different uh, ethnic groups. Yeah, you know how like like. Um, one uh, instance of one type of racial of, of racism gets a lot more coverage than other types of racism. Yes, you know, particularly like like the ethnic group <laughs> that it's against. Yes, so there's definitely like a pecking order, and yeah. all racism isn't equal. Yes, you know? yeah, for for it's sure. It's fucked up, you yeah, because it's like it's all racism. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I, I totally. It's it's funny. It's like, oh man, we gotta make it all like equal. But then it's like it's not even equal in terms of like the the outrage and, and response and that. Like if yeah, Jimmy Fallon would have been like Fernand Marcos. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, who's this? Yeah. Right. God. Yeah. They'd be like, who? Well, yeah. what? I don't know what culture that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then um, but yeah, yeah, man. No, no. Like Pancho sure. Villa or whatever. Yeah. Know? Because like uh, Latinos are a lot more, I feel like are a lot more like well-natured about racism. Yeah. They don't like trip as much, you know. And they see like a dude in like a bandolero or whatever. For sure. Like, I think Latinos kind of fall in the same kind of category, like as you know, as Asians mm. in terms of like we like white people can't tell us apart, but we all hate each other. I think that's kind of how Latinos like go about it too. It's like. There's like we all hate each other. It's like no, or it's not not that we all hate each other, but it's like we can tell, you know, like you know, like someone from Mexico can tell you're you're from Colombia, or it's like oh, yeah. from, from, uh, you're from Argentina. Or it's like you're 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 you're, you're Brazilian. You're blah blah blah. We can you're from Honduras. There's like 
you know, we they, they, they can all they they kinda click to their groups and they're aware of like the separation like from there. Whereas you know, if you all get grouped up as like, Yeah, you're all all you darn like, yeah, that's Latino, yeah, and like I'm not Latino. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Cuban. You know, like, yeah. from 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 there. You know, you're not even insulting you properly, in in that kind of way. It's so it's all yeah. crabs in the pot. Yeah. Until like they try to throw out the pot. So the, yeah, and then it's like no, we're all yeah, kind of same way. It's like in terms of especially you know like Southeast Asian, like they can't really tell us like apart where you're yeah. like, oh what you're Thai, you're Burmese, you're you're, yeah. you're Malaysian, you're you're Filipino. It's like. You're Vietnamese, like, oh, watch, you know, you know, you know, these crabs, from, from here, whereas, like, you know, we all get to, like, no, I, I'm not Laotian, I'm not, right. like, from, from, from there. Yeah, but, with, yeah, if all those cats are, like, in a room applying for, for citizenship, yeah. you know, it's going to be, like, and then they're going to kind of, like, start hating on each other. Yeah, like, from there, or it's, like, there's almost, like, a separation, whereas, like, I see in terms of, like, because, you know, black culture. Right, that's like a culture that was literally like you know taken away, <laughs> like mm. and that, like they, they don't even know where the country, mm. or like of origin, you know it, it is from there. So I, I can I can see on how that, I guess can be more egregious in terms of that, like from that looking at that kind of trying to just logically like from from, from that kind of view, that's it's like point. it's like oh shit your entire kind of culture really was taken away from you like you don't even know. Yeah, I knew yeah. guys in Chicago that like. They have like zero connection to African, but yeah. they're still African American. Exactly. You know. Yeah. That that, that would be. Yeah, think about how surreal that is. That'd yeah. be like, if, yeah, that'd be like if we were, yeah, like us being Filipinos and having no idea, like where, like what, what, what is that? Like, yeah. No. Where? Yeah. It's like. No, it, it's an odd. It's an odd place to be, like culture-wise. Because that's like yeah, for sure. how was I growing up. Uh, in the states, you know, because when I was young, I really didn't know who to identify with, like yeah. on my Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. So I identified. Oh, I mean, for media, it looks like you. Yeah, man. I mean, the closest ones like you, like the kung fu guys, yeah. or like the Japanese anime robot guys. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's still Japanese or Chinese. Yeah, or yeah. That's the yeah. closest thing we're grabbing out to, or maybe like you know the. Uh, uh, the banditos, yeah. you know, or whatever in the West. That, that, that's the thing. This is so the funny about villains. Villains. Yeah. And all right, that's the thing about you being Filipino. It's like you're all, you're you're not quite like Asian, but but then you also have all these like Hispanic qualities. But you're also not. You're, yeah. You're, you're not like a Latino. Yeah. In, in that kind of sense. So you can kind of attach to somebody, yeah. but not but really but not, but not entirely. Yeah. 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 You're, you're like a zebra trying to fit in with like a horse, and it's like, nah, yeah. nah, nah, <laughs> nah, man. Trying to chill with the black horses, like, nah. <laughs> trying to chill with the white horses, nah. Get out, get out of here. Yeah. That's a good point. Until they need like just a bunch of horses. Yeah, know? and then they're like, oh shit. Dudes, okay, come on, man. Come on, man, over here. Come yeah. on over here. Yeah, that's cool. So, I guess, um, cool, I guess we can, we can wrap it up. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, host of the Ravenna Comedy Open Mic, going on tomorrow. Tomorrow at yeah. 8 p.m. Yep, and going on every Thursday. Yeah, yeah. It's 8 p.m. Look it up on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Flying Boots Ravenna Open Mic. Flying Boots Ravenna Open Mic. Nice. Comedy Open Mic. Uh, who you got? Um, maybe like who oh. you got going on like or oh. like headlining tomorrow? Oh, Bob next week. Mullins. Oh, Kyle Brown. He's a he's a staple. Oh, for the, sure, man. Staple of the mic, you know. Yeah. And we got, man, we got Adam Tiller, Mike DeVore. Oh, damn, yeah. J.D. Kavanaugh, we got you. Yeah. And then, Donna Israel. Yeah. No, no. Another Filipino. Another Filipino. Yeah. 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 Just sticking and together here. Mark yeah. Parker and Reese Green. Oh, nice. Really good, really good line. Yeah. And that's, um, that's cool, man. No, it's... Check it out. Yeah. Follow that comedy scene. <laughs> yeah. Not too close to though. Keep your distance. So yeah, six feet away. away. But uh, um, yeah. with a mask. Yeah, it's uh, that's fun. All right, man. Thanks, Thanks for having me on, man. Really appreciate it. Fun. Appreciate your time. Okay, bye, everybody. Peace.